0: This is the intentional foul coming up this week on the episode. Bears and the Jets. Packers and Rams. Packers play well, make a couple of moves. We'll go around the league. Who's good, who's not? Matchups this week. Brewers have a mass exodus of coach- or, uh, coaches. Some free agents as well. The Bucks are off to an awesome start. And I don't think we really need to pay attention to the Badgers much anymore.
1: Probably not much.
0: <laughs> I'm Josh. He's Dan. Thank you for the listen and the download. It is much appreciated. Yes, sir. All right. Where do we start? I mean, football is always king. Baseball is done.
1: Well, we we'll start with a little we'll football, All right? What the hell?
0: Bears. This is a this is a pretty good two weeks for them, a couple of teams over in the AFC East. It should be a couple of nice wins. Yeah, yeah. Should be. Should be. I mean, uh, if you guys had problems with Brock Osweiler and now you get Nathan Peterman. Yeah. So if that happens, might as well just cancel the season.
1: Well, you know, now looking back, two weeks ago to that Dolphins loss, that was a little bit of a trap game for them. You know, they feeling pretty good about themselves. You got the Patriots the following week. I, I'm not sure that, and you got a backup quarterback going against Jan Osweiler. I'm not sure they were a hundred percent ready to go, but you know, it is what it is. They took the, took the L and played pretty well against new England, took the L and you know, the jet game on Sunday, um, you know, they were, they were fine. Uh, the jets are, they were down pretty much their entire receiving core. Um, Sam Darnold does not really have any help offensively. So the bears kind of, they did what they needed to do to win basically. And, uh, you know, no kill little Mac. Um, again, which,
0: we talked about that last week, how guys really need, and you texted me before the game about guys needing to step up and one guy you wanted, you really love to see make a giant step is Roquan Smith.
1: And he did. He played pretty well. He had five or six tackles. Um, you know, he hasn't made any, uh, any plays of note, you know, he's been solid. Right. Um, no pick sixes, fumble returns, no nope, nope. force fumbles. I, I, you know, he was basically a tackling machine at Georgia, yes. which is which is what you're hoping for. And I, I heard Steve McMichael talking in the in the pregame Steve on the radio. McMichael. I was driving to my parents, and he was talking about, uh, you know, they're grooming him to be the next Erlack or Singletary. I mean, that's why they draft him. Right sure. now, it's Trevathan. Um, just because he's got all the experience, and, uh, you know, eventually that's going to be Smith. But um, the their defense has been, it's good. It has mm-hmm. the potential to be very good, but it's been a little inconsistent, even within g- games. You know, they'll be really good for a quarter, and then it's almost like they take a quarter off and, and you know, the, uh, the other team's offense is able to move on them.
0: Well, they started out the first three weeks. You thought it was the second coming of the 85 Bears. Everybody was always talking. They were all talking the, about the Bears' defense and how good it's going to be. And then, okay,
1: well yeah, they another th- good. Through, what are they, through seven games so mm-hmm. far, they, they're they the only team in football to not give up a rushing touchdown. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Uh, well, that's nice, but, I mean. You could
0: find situational ways around that.
1: Exactly. Our, our team's, you know, our team's scoring from... Outside the red zone, are they? Right. You know, are they passing for inside the five? I mean, so I don't know how much that really matters, but um I don't know. It's 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 going in the right direction. It's a slow process for him. So all you need to do is to trend. I thought Trubisky was was pretty good. You know, he still has his his overthrows. Um, oh
0: and the the touch passes when he's on the run and he just needs to yeah, just he does pop not it have over that. somebody and he and then he just airmails yep. it. Yep. I mean that's there's there's a little bit of touch that's missing there.
1: Yes, his throwing on the run is not good, but but his running was that's great.
0: Fine, yes, he had a career high in uh, in rushing yards and I that, think And that's it was.
1: a nice element for that team to have um you know his ability to move around and 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 pick up some first downs and positive yards on plays that you know, Bears quarterbacks of the past were either throwing interceptions or or getting sacks. So, um, all feel, in all, a pretty good
0: game. I feel really bad for Kyle Long. Well, I know. It, but just because of what that dude has been through, I mean, he, you basically could have done at the end of last season or even midway through this, you could have done like three separate major surgeries on him to just mm-hmm. basically fix his whole body.
1: Yeah, and, and and now
0: he's out again.
1: You know, he's a really good player. Yeah. He's he's been through a lot. You know, he's out. They're they're saying he's going to be out six to eight weeks. Um, you know, the first thing I thought when it happened, he's kind of the Bears version of Bulaga. <laughs> and I and I say that with all due respect. Oh no,
0: it's you can't help good, the guys. Good, that, yes. good player. Yeah,
1: Pro Bowl caliber offensive lineman. Uh-huh. But for whatever reason, he's the guy that keeps getting, and, and even in even the long injury the other day, he's blocking and a guy rolls up his leg. There's that, nothing you can do about not it. It's
0: his fault, and it's, uh, you, well, he's really injury prone. Really? Who's not going to yeah, get injured a, in that situation? A 250
1: dude slams into your ankle when your foot's planted. You're going to get hurt, I you know, unless you're made of rubber.
0: I, I don't really... Th- See in some of those situations, and I and I get a guy that's got nagging stuff, and he's always got if, this, he's, got, it, if he's got a toe injury, right, right, or you know, it's like, like come on, Clay Matthews hamstring right, for the last decade right. that all of a sudden there's a problem yeah. with. Like that's different, but when you're doing your job and somebody just lays into you on your back, uh, it's I don't know. Well, it's like how, Earl,
1: it's like when Earl Thomas broke his leg a couple of weeks ago, and people are like, well, yeah, well, that's why you can't sign him to a long term. He's injury prone. It's like he broke. His leg. He didn't sprain his wrist.
0: Like I, there's. You need to separate when the guys say, "Well, he's injury prone and he's always injured." Well, you need to look at that in context Absolutely. a little bit. Well,
1: that's. What's that? People do that <laughs> in 2018. There's context. Well,
0: you and I had you a side me. You, uh, you and I had a side bet before the year about Bulaga and, uh, I don't
1: even remember what it was. Well, he
0: needed to be gone if he leaves a game. He needs to miss at least the next two
1: games. Okay, all right. Well, we still got time. We, we, so.
0: <laughs> Plenty of we time. We got time. Plenty of time for that. You and I were texting a little bit of the the Rams-Packers game, and uh, you had given the Packers their due credit of, uh, of playing well. I had a feeling well.
1: that they were going to I, be, be competitive. I thought sitting there watching the Bear game, I, was, I said to my parents, I have a feeling the Packers are going to win this game today. It's just kind of what they, Rogers does well they, yeah. when when and that's kind of been the Packers for the last five or six years. When you think they're dead and everybody wants to bury him and fire McCarthy and Rogers, prime's getting wasted and whatever the story is, and then they come out and they play super good football and beat a good team. They, they did all of that. They just didn't quite finish because your boy wanted to play hero ball.
0: I'm glad he can no longer be my Oof. boy on on the team that I am a fan of because that I've been screaming for that guy to be gone and nothing against it. I love that in the conversation and all the talking heads and the local media and the interviews that I hear and that I read, Ty Montgomery's a really good football player. Really? What position is he good at? Yeah. Because right now he's not that good a running back. He wasn't good enough as a wide receiver to crack the starting lineup, and he's sure not a good returner. No. So where is he good? I, Tell me where he's good. It's a it's it's a good question. If he goes to the if he goes to the Ravens and all of a sudden becomes a thousand yard rusher, fine. Then I'm the the biggest dunce ever to know anything about football. But. I, I think I'm pretty safe well, on he, that he's, not happening.
1: He's what I refer to, you know, to a lot of the guys that pitch for the Brewers this year. They're just guys. It's just a guy, just a guy on the team. And when he's now not on the team, they went and they signed another guy that's gonna
0: be the same be, guy. Be the same
1: guy. It, it, it's all it is. He's you know, they're they're a dime a dozen. That's why they get cut and 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 signed at will during the season. And, um, you well, know, it it was a, you know, I watched. My initial reaction was, God, that was really stupid. Mm -hmm. Then I watched the replay, and I saw where he caught the ball, and I thought, well, it was about a yard, two yards deep in the end zone. So, okay, I guess it's reasonable that he would want to bring it out. And then I heard Chris Carter talking about this, and this was interesting. He said, Greg Zerline has one of the biggest, probably one of the three or four biggest legs in football. And if you watch the game, every time he kicked off, he kicks it out of the end zone. Mm -hmm. That's what they do. Well, the Rams strategically kicked it short because they wanted him to bring it out because then they lost basically a timeout because it was going to run down to the two-minute warning. The Packers would have basically lost the ability to use the two-minute warning as a A timeout. timeout. So they would have only had one remaining by Montgomery doing that he played right into their hands and then of course you know forget the fumble part well, not just only the, that, just the bringing it out what part, are your
0: chances of bringing it out to the 25
1: yard line not good cuz nobody I mean, I really does no and
0: i i think that's a that's that's why the league has done that you don't so,
1: even see guys get to the 20 no. half the time so
0: you get a competitive advantage by not having your guys knock into each other so hard so they they want to reduce the collisions and they'll even give you an advantage on offense by doing it I mean, well, that that was the point of that whole thing.
1: Well, and there there was an old thing that my old high school basketball coach, Coach Suter, always would drill into our heads, and it was time and score. As a player, you have to know how much time's left, and you have to know what the score is, which basically is saying you, you got to play situational football, basketball, whatever. What do you need to do? If you're Montgomery, in that situation, like you said, He's not a good returner. He's not going to run he's not, it
0: back. He's not going to break one.
1: So you have to understand. I have Aaron Rodgers on my team. This is kind of what we we've done. Everything we've played fifty eight minutes of football and set ourselves up for the perfect situation with the best player in the league. And all he has to do is get us in field goal range. And and even though he missed five a couple weeks ago, he's if you're a Packer fan, nice. I think you I'm got fine. a lot of confidence in I'm Mason Crosby. Fine with that so to bring the ball out in that situation it it was just it was just a bonehead selfish move
0: well in and, I don't
1: know if it's insubordination or not because well, we're not there. But. Right.
0: No, but then and then you compound that after the fact when you hear that he was taken out in the previous series and he slammed his helmet and then that McCarthy and, and Zook talked on the sideline. Here's what we're going to do, and it involves you taking a knee if it goes into the end zone so we get it at the 25. You roll all those things together, and now that bringing out of the end zone seems far more egregious. And then you read the comments, anonymous, truth or not, um, and even some of the other players who put stuck their names out. They weren't as, I'll say, venomous mm-hmm. about their comments or with their comments, and not really loving the fact that that was the decision made. But at least they understood you're a player in a in a situation, and you want to make a play. Maybe you're energized or motivated a little bit by all those. Previous things we just talked about, so yeah, I'll show him. I'm gonna go do this, and then it winds up completely blowing up in your face. But then for him to like double down on on the whole, you know, I can't trust anybody, and I this is really bad, and blah blah blah. And I, I don't really understand the lack of ownership, you know, in from Montgomery. at least that I saw, it was more going out in the offensive against his teammates rather than I really. Really messed up, and I owe a big apology to my teammates because that's like you said, we had everything where we wanted it, and I just messed up that equation.
1: Yeah, the the anonymous teammate thing, you know, that's always, you know, I, I'm I'm not a fan of the anonymous I quote. I, I think not. it's I think it's a chicken shit way to to. And and that's fair. To you know, it's always the that's fair. When you read these things, it'll say you know so and so says, and he was not, but he's not supposed to speak on the subject. Well, then don't speak on it. That's just the way I look at it. Mm -hmm. But in this situation, I don't blame him totally for being upset about that. Um, If I would have, he should have stood there Sunday afternoon after the game and took questions. Correct. Because then it's done. Then you all the stuff that happened on Monday doesn't happen if he takes those questions like a man and just says, "Yeah, I screwed up."
0: You notice everybody in all those situations, and I and I guess I go back to the steroid era in baseball when everybody has either admitted it or denied it. You're still talking about the people that have always denied it. You know who you're not talking about is the people who have uh, offered an apology and asked for forgiveness.
1: Nobody bitches about Jason Giambi. No. But people hate A-Rod.
0: Yes. And, well, yes, and they also um, don't like uh, Paul Merrill. Right. They, and they're still sketchy with Maguire, and they Bonds, really don't like Paul. Yeah. You
1: know, even with Braun. You know, Braun initially denied, then came out and was forthright about it, but there's a lot of people that but will never forgive him right. for that. So, no, you're right. But, and, but
0: you, you just get in front of people, you, take, you face the firing squad, you, you do what you can. You take your lumps and you walk on, but people are always scared to do that. And they think it's better to just run away that it's going to go away. And it doesn't.
1: Well, what was it like week two when the Pittsburgh Steelers lineman came out and took shots at Le'Veon Bell? Cause they said he, Le'Veon had told him he was going to report sure. and then he didn't report. And that whole thing happened. And those guys, those players got killed for that, for coming out and, and talking about Le'Veon Bell I, as a, as a, Athlete, I would much rather have that than what happened with Montgomery because at least Le'Veon Bell could go to go to Pouncey and say, Hey man, what's up with that? Where Montgomery's looking around going, Did Clay say it? Right. Did Bulaga say it? Did Rogers say it? Did Clinton Dick say it? Who's the one that said this? You know, I, I think that it's if you're gonna talk about me, I think it's fair that you put your name on it. But it's not excusing anything Montgomery did because that was uh it was very Bostic-like in brain farts, <laughs> yes. you know. After they um,
0: told Bostic, "You are not here to catch the ball and return the ball, the guy. They you are there to block."
1: It's like they can't help it; they they just can't it's just help instinct
0: it. Instinct takes over. It's like yeah, dog chasing cars. But the thing the about it is,
1: I mean, they did play. I thought their best game of the year. Pretty sure. much, I thought the def- start, you know start to finish for the most part, the defense was good. Yeah. Um, offensively, they they were they were able to move the ball. I mean, Rogers got sacked a few times, but you well, play that line, you're going to get knocked around that
0: front seven. And I like, think
1: yeah. I found out something about the Rams. You can throw on them. Yeah, that is their Achilles heel. You running the ball If up the you middle, can keep your quarterback yes, upright. Yes, that is their Achilles heel. And we'll get into it for this week's games. But the team they're playing this week, I think, they has a chance to ball. have a field day. Yes.
0: Um. So they got rid of Montgomery. Um, as uh, Wildey and Tausch said on their radio show for a ham sandwich. I think that Pretty was much. actually what Adam Schefter actually called it, um, a conditional seventh-round pick, which basically says you need to leave. It's the only
1: thing better than nothing. Right. If, you if, if you're
0: going to release him, does anybody want to give us anything? Oh, seventh-round sold. Right. That's all they want. They wanted something. They just
1: wanted him gone.
0: Instead of just to eat it. Yeah. So, um, I, I mean, I'm fine with that. He served essentially no purpose. I mean, they already brought up and signed another running back to be the third guy. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's going to be important either. I would have much rather you activated Trevor Davis. I had to laugh, though. From the... Uh, injured reserve, so he could be your return guy like he's supposed to. But
1: anyway. I had to laugh though, because you and I had gone back and forth on the Ty Montgomery thing. And <sighs> I, I, you'd said a couple weeks ago that, you know, McCarthy loved his blocking. <laughs> and then he blows the block. Just completely. On, on the left, la- yes, with the, ba- with one the, of the Packers last in the lead yeah, still. Yes. He blows the blitz Just coverage. Completely
0: blew, blew it. <laughs> I sent that out of the tweet. Yeah. And I'd be like, well, wait a minute. You want him here because. He's the third running back, but he never sees the field. You wanted him in the game because he's good at blitz, pick up, and he and he blows that. He's not a good return guy. Why do you have him then? Right. Why? Who does he have pitchers? Right.
1: Of? Like what's going on?
0: I so I. Has he got goober fine. snatch,
1: like kissing a goat or something. I mean,
0: so he is. That's great. The Ty Montgomery thing is is over and done. And then the haha ha Clinton Dix thing happened and I was just, you know.
1: Head c- scratching to me.
0: Kind of like the dog when you make a weird noise, the dog stares at you and like cocks his head like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, I think, what happened. Now, as you read it and you get into it, I understand why it was done if you're a general manager for long term. I don't necessarily agree that it needed to be done in the middle of the season, but if this... Well, what did they get get for him? Fourth round. Okay. And from what I was reading from a couple of people who had knowledge about compensatory picks from people leaving in free agency after the season what you're awarded in in the draft, it didn't sound like his loss would warrant what they got for him. So if that doesn't add up and you can maximize your return and you know you're already not going to re-sign him and he's not really happy being there to begin with, I mean, I guess I get it. Problem is your defense just played its best game of the year. He's been super reliable. He's, I think he's been your best
1: defensive back this year, start to finish. Yeah,
0: and and he's, I think he's your leading interceptions guy. I think he's tied for second in the league actually. And now you just get rid of him. So I'm not. The timing is not right with that. I'm glad they got something rather than nothing. So I mean, you know, the scales are kind of tipping back and forth for me. They got
1: an imaginary player. They did, but they got, that's... they got a, they got a, a fourth round pick where they'll probably draft another tall, skinny receiver. Like that's kind of fast, but doesn't catch real well and might play and might not. I mean, I don't know the, the, that, that was a very strange trade. You know, you, they talked. you talked about him being unhappy. He was unhappy because he knew they weren't going to pay him.
0: Right. Well, when, when you decline the, 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 rookie fifth year option, the writing's on the wall. for
1: Sure. Um, and again, we've talked about it in the past, you know, and and I'm not for a second saying that he doesn't deserve every penny, but this is what happens when your quarterback <laughs> takes all the money that they can get. And again, I'm not saying he's not entitled to it, but we've seen this on other teams through the years. When your quarterback takes all that money, all of a sudden, guys like Clinton Dix, you can't afford him. These guys that, oh, we can replace him. Well, pro football focus had him ranked the third best safety in the league. And he's really second best because Earl Thomas was ahead of him and he hasn't played since like what week three. So he's the second best safety in the league. The first best safety in the league is his new teammate in Washington. So they now have the best safety combination in football. Um, I don't know. Now you're going to put 78 year old Tremont Williams as a safety on a week (laughs) that you can play the Patriots and he's got to guard Gronkowski. Seriously.
0: Well, it's better him than a linebacker. I will say that. Uh, he's but not no. better than Clinton Dix. No, I'm not saying that he is, but that's the best option that you have. And I would say a corner who makes the move to safety, that move generally works out more often than not. I'm not saying it's a good option, but if that's the only one and the best one you're looking at, you got to kind of roll with it. Because Kentrell Bryce and Jermaine Whitehead are two undrafted free agents, and you're telling me that's going to be the future of that team. I'm just wondering now what's happening at the safety position with that. You allow Morgan Burnett to leave. You allow Micah Hyde to leave. And now you trade Ha, huh, Clinton Dix. So, and again, these are all Ted Thompson guys. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's just a purging of the roster. If I mean, if you want to classify that. Um, so I get that. Maybe Gudekins just didn't like him. Didn't like the comments that he made in public. And just said, well, we're going to start over with one of my guys. Okay. But you're really kind of hurting your team, I mean, I, I realized the quote that he said was, we do everything in the best interest of our team, short-term and long-term. Well,
1: short-term, not so much. No. Long-term, you're taking a gamble as it is. Well, and and it was interesting timing. I mean, I understand the deadline was this week, yep. but it was you know, the day of. It, it was interesting that on Sunday, Jair Alexander oh, plays monster a monster game. Yep. Now, granted, now he had been hurt. Yeah. King has been hurt. Yep. So you've taken now Tremond Williams, who was kind of their backup. Yep. So now you're banking on these two young guys playing lights out football and injury free football just for the rest say, of the season. Staying healthy, yes. Because if they get hurt and you move Tremond back to corner, now you've got your safety problem again. So it, I don't know. Maybe you know, maybe it's one of those things where they understand that they're not a contender this year. I mean, they could still win the division at nine and six and one or whatever and make the playoffs, but they're not they're not a team that's probably going to be able to go on the road and win three playoff games, and they probably know that. No. Um, so maybe that's why you make the move, but I don't know. If, if I'm Rodgers, I'm sitting there going, come on, man.
0: You think he goes into the office of his GM and be like, dude, you're killing me here. I don't know. You're killing me. and if I mean, if you're the general manager, you say, dude, you just got paid. This, I will. Th- th- this is what we're doing.
1: I will say, though, a move like that, that's – it's it's something that is probably not done if you have an owner. I just don't mm. think Jerry Jones makes that trade. I don't think Robert Kraft makes that trade. I don't think uh, Bouchotti with the Ravens makes that trade. It, it's just one of those things where it's like, why are we trading a starting safety in the middle of the season?
0: Yeah, but I guess with all the big personalities that go along with ownership, for anybody to rub somebody the wrong way, all it takes is a phone call from the owner to the GM and say, I want this guy gone. Well, I, under- so I, I so understand I'm, that. I'm but not really sure that you can make that assumption with an owner, given what who you just talked about as examples. Like Jerry Jones, the most opinionated, knowledgeable guy, just ask him. I mean, he can say, yeah, this guy, this guy stink. Well, he's, well, he's just the first no,
1: owner that came to my mind. You can pick him. any but, owner that you want.
0: But he's, he's a great example of how he wants, he thinks he knows everything about
1: football. Well, that's because he's also the general manager. Right. He's a unique case, but most, I'm just saying most, most teams that have owners that are, that know anything about football, they're, they're going to say to their general manager, why would we do, why would we do this? explain to me why we would do this well, there's there's a there's a checks and balances with that that you know I know Mark Murphy calls the shots but i mean everybody does reports he? to him does he
0: McCarthy, Gudikins and i think somebody else they all report to Murphy mm. so my question next time i talk to somebody like Jason Wildy is did they all talk about this before it happened right if you have to approve this trade and make a transaction Does the Packers president say, lay it out for me, pros and cons, why are we going to do this before I sign off on Mm it? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if that's the power structure now, to me, that's the way it has to happen. Or do you just say, hey, I'm going to trade Ha-Ha to Washington for a fourth-round pick, and Murphy just goes, yeah, that's fine, I'm on the other line.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Who knows? So Who knows?
0: All right. Around the league, it's getting uh, halfway point of the season, so you're kind of figuring who's going to be in the playoffs and... And who's not? I mean, you could certainly count a lot of teams out, mm-hmm. um, but there's still a lot of room at the top for fluctuation, um, even with different records and whatnot. I mean, the most solid team in the AFC right now, to me, is still the Chiefs, followed closely by the Patriots, um, and then maybe the. I mean, the Bengals are pretty surprising. They every time I'm, I don't every time I don't want to take them seriously. They have a good win, and you're like, oh, okay.
1: Well, there's nobody in football that I probably trust less in a big game than Andy Dalton, and I like him. He seems like a really good dude, but he just can't win big games. And even Sunday, they were killing Tampa, and they did all they could do to give that one yeah, away. Yeah,
0: they came. Tampa came back twenty-one points. I yeah, think.
1: yeah. But yeah, they they keep winning. They're in a tough division. You yeah, know, I, I think oh, yeah. that you know that the that the, the last couple of weeks of the year when Baltimore and Pittsburgh and Cincinnati are all playing each other, and, and even Cleveland, they're not a contender, but they're competitive. Feisty, you know, um, there's not going to be an easy game down the stretch for those teams.
0: Uh, who else you got in there? The, I mean, the Texans have now won what five, five in, a row? in a row? Yeah, I mean, they start zero and three, and you were we were on this podcast. You were you. you I can't well, remember. I picked the, them
1: to make the playoffs, right?
0: But then after three weeks, you were like you you labeled them something, and I can't remember what it was. Um, but it was basically like that's a fraud team kind yeah. of deal, and now they've rattled off five in a row. Well,
1: Watson looks healthy again. Yeah. That's kind of been the difference. Looks good. And, uh, you know, they lost Fuller, picked up Demarius Thomas. He's not what he was, but he's uh, he's a competent pro receiver that'll, you know, you put it's him on the other side from need. Hopkins, that's, a, that's right. a nice duo for Wat- Watson to, um, to have.
0: In the NFC, it's, I mean, clearly the Rams look like they can be beaten. Yes. So, I mean, I mean they don't look invincible.
1: I think the best team in the NFC is the Saints. Okay. That's I, I picked them to go to the Super Bowl before the year. Um, you know, I've seen nothing that has discouraged me from that pick. Um, like I said, I, I think the Rams are very susceptible. I think that uh based on Sunday, I mean, depending on you know, if they if they go through and end up with home field advantage and get to the NFC championship game, depending on they play, that could be like a road game. Because that was a road game on Sunday against oh, the Packers.
0: 60-40 is, now, what, granted, is what I heard.
1: there was a lot of other stuff going on in L.A. that day. You had the World Series, and you had the Laker game. Nobody was Clipper at the World and... Series game, though. So maybe okay, that's yeah, part ahead. of it. Right. But, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that was – if I would have been a Rams fan, I would have been pretty embarrassed.
0: Oh, for sure. All the way in Wisconsin, and you're outnumbered? <clears throat> I mean, really?
1: I mean, if, it, if this was around, like – January I could understand it cuz everybody wants to get the hell out of here cuz it's 3 degrees and there's a right. foot of snow on the ground it's like you're but
0: going to the Badgers or the Rose Bowl? 50, hey, let's go. Here, you right. know? It's yes, not right. it's not bad
1: out yet nope. so um, um that was interesting.
0: Carolina is I think quietly 5 and 2. I mean nobody is really talking about the Panthers. Kind of um, got to
1: put you might have to put Cam Newton in that MVP conversation. I I not not like as a favorite but I think you know, I think he, he's in the mix. Yeah. Okay. You know, he's had a pretty good year and you know, I don't know that anybody thought that team would be I think five and two, right?
0: Yep. The Redskins are a quiet five and two, but yep. I don't think anybody really takes them seriously enough, even though the defense is rated very, very high. Very good, yeah. Um your defending Super Bowl champions are only four and four. But they're—I mean, I feel
1: like they're getting—they're getting healthier. Wentz is getting
0: yep. back more back comfortable. Yep.
1: Um, you know they lost their running back Ajayi, so they've kind mm-hmm. of been trying to fill that void. And then I—I I think that trade for Golden Tate is huge for them. What's huge de- for what's them. Detroit doing well. the Same thing as Dicks. The, they weren't going to pay him. They got—they got, they got Galladay and Marvin Jones Jr. And apparently they didn't think they needed Tate best receiver oh, since he got he, signed. He's caught like the most balls in football in the last like 4 years. Makes no well, sense. It
0: also doesn't I mean it doesn't hurt that Matt Stafford is throwing 55 to 60 times a game, True. but you, I mean I I mean I got you.
1: There's a reason why I've had Golden Tate in my fantasy team for the last 3 years too. Guy catches balls.
0: Seahawks are 4 and 3, Bears 4 and 3, Vikings 4 and 3, and that's your Pretty much closest next contenders.
1: Yeah, and in the NFC North, I don't think anybody's a contender. I, I no, mean, we somebody's going to win. It. Somebody's going to win, but do you take them seriously no. for a Super
0: Bowl? No, I mean, I mean, you win a division, you get a home game. Congratulations, and then you need to go on the road.
1: Kirk Cousins is like the all-time Madden quarterback, EA Sports Madden game quarterback. Like, if you just want a guy to run around and and <laughs> put, and then at the end of the game, he's got these crazy numbers. He's your guy. But if it's third and nine and you're down five and there's a minute and a half to go, he's not completing that pass. <laughs> he's just not. He never has. He just does not make plays.
0: He's getting to be. He's,
1: he's a better player than Keenum is. But Keenum had a knack last year for making plays. Yes, and he did. Cousins has not shown the ability to do that. So
0: He's quickly becoming behind uh, Sam Bradford as how to win at the, the business of football. Oof. Making guaranteed money and then not having to do anything. I mean he I mean he is doing stuff with the Vikings, but guaranteed money. Oh, big time. So this week's games, uh obviously the Packers ret New England. Everybody's talking about oh my head's gonna explode if I hear one more GOAT conversation. Well, these are the most worthless discussions in, and Fred and Rogers said it today. I think that's a discussion for when after guys what I was leave just the game.
1: Say, can we wait till these guys retire?
0: Everybody wants to do it right now. That's why he's the greatest of all time. Well, well, what, what, what
1: if the Packers win three of the next four Super Bowls? Is Rodgers then the greatest? I, you have to wait till these guys that, are done.
0: That conversation is never going to be won by anybody.
1: Well, it's 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 a talk radio conversation. It's a bar conversation. I mean, it can be fun. Um, you know, people do their Mount Rushmores or their I'll, goats or whatever. I'm fine
0: with that. But uh, you're, to you're, narrow it
1: down to one, everybody guy,
0: has different reasons why somebody's good they involve championships MVPs, passing stats whatever but none of the categories line up and are universally appealing to anybody or of value so it's like why are we even wasting our time with this
1: i don't know i oh it, man it's it, it, because it nuts. fills time probably, i i think that's really to. What what three down or four hour to. show let's yeah. spend
0: an hour talking about the goat yes
1: Oh, we'll man. we'll do it someday. We're just no, we will. Not. We'll, we'll, maybe we'll we'll have to wait till the summer when we've got nothing else to talk <laughs> That's about.
0: right. Then we'll what fill up, we'll fill the podcast. Today's with podcast that. is twelve minutes long. <laughs> That's about it.
1: Josh just stuck a pencil in his ear, folks. Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the sharp end. Get me out of here. Um, okay, what's the line? I think it's five and a half for 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 the for the Patriots. Yep. Do they follow that up with a really? Another good game. I mean, this is the only second time they played, and it's the first time Rogers has started at Foxborough.
1: I think that game will be high scoring. New England's Track defense game. is not great. Okay. Um, if Gronkowski plays, it'll didn't obviously pra- help. Didn't yeah, he, he, he's done practicing. Okay. You know, what's the point? Okay. He, I mean, fun. every time that guy runs up the field, it looks like his body's going to shatter. I mean,. <laughs> He is a big clod hopper, but he can catch footballs. So there's no question. Yes, he but, can, right. but no, I think that game will be pretty high scoring. Okay. I think Rogers will, will put up numbers, and and Brady will do his thing, make and, it a game at least. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, the we already talked about Nathan Peterman, who <laughs> has the the lowest passer rating of anybody who has started games from last season.
1: I would sit Khalil Mack again. There's no reason to play him. No, if you can't beat Buffalo without Khalil Mack, then you don't deserve to make the playoffs. That's the way I look at it.
0: That's a fine synopsis of that game because I don't really know what else you can say. They're
1: going to need him healthy down the stretch if they're going to make any noise, and he's got a you know if he's already got a bad ankle, you know give him a little more time to rest and you know take take care of business.
0: This one will be for Minnesota, I would assume at home against Detroit. I don't know if the I I mean you saw the the Matt Patricia press conference.
1: What is that? Well, here here's what I here's the thing. You're going to give a reporter grief for slouching in his chair? Dude, I'm shocked that a bird hasn't flown out of his beard. (laughs) He's a big, giant, fat guy who wears clothes that don't fit him and walks around on the sideline with his hat on backwards like he's a high school kid. In college,
0: or yeah, right.
1: And he sticks this pencil in his ear. He's got a laminated play card. What is the pencil for? (laughs) I don't get it. And you're gonna and you're gonna lecture. All he is, it, 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 I was watching Kornheiser and Will today, mm-hmm. and they were flipping out about it. All Matt Patricia is is the is the latest Lions coach that's going to get fired in two years. <laughs> he's the latest pa- Belichick protege who's a garbage and head. He's coach. Not going to do anything. He's gonna he he benefited from being under Bill Belichick's and done. having Tom Brady as yeah. his quarterback. His defenses were not that good in New England. He just won Super Bowls because he was on the best team. I mean, I don't know. Mm. Go away. <laughs> Shave your face.
0: Falcons are at the Redskins. Atlanta is—they're creeping. It's they're good. Creeping. They're my Super Bowl pick, and I don't know. What are if that's I think they're three
1: happen. and four now, right? Is
0: that what it is? Let me go check quick. Hey, They—they've got to be because they weren't among those teams that I mentioned. Uh, their problem is Falcons they, are
1: three and four. Their, their division's just too good. I mean, well. Tampa's not good, but they seem to hang around in these games.
0: Okay, but you're I mean, you're just gonna how many times are they gonna go back and
1: forth between their quarterbacks? (sighs) I know what I'd do. You'd cheat. (laughs) I'd be sending Jameis Winston down the road.
0: Well, this is his last year. Yeah, that guy. He's not gonna gonna be a bust. He's a bust. Um and like you mentioned, the Saints are you consider them better than the Rams, and the Panthers are five and two, and then the Falcons are three and four. That's a pretty
1: competitive division. It is. It is. So and then the marquee game of the week.
0: Oh, Rams and Saints, no question. And that's yeah, that's that'd be a fun one down in the Big Easy, which New Orleans usually plays really well at home. Aside from that opener against Tampa, where mm-hmm. they where they got, well their where defense. Got just, I, know, yeah, I that was, I that was bad. But, but
1: yeah, I I just like this Saints team, man. Drew Brees is clicking. Mm-hmm. He's got two good backs. Uh, he's got good receivers. Their defense is improved. They probably should have went to the Super Bowl last year. I think if they beat the Vikings, I think they probably beat the Eagles. I thought they were better. Um, And if these two teams end up meeting in the playoffs, I think it's total advantage Saints because you either get them in the dome where Drew Brees is ridiculous, or you get them out there, it's hot. Right. The Saints struggle in the cold. Yes. So... I you and know he can play well outdoors in a warm climate. Absolutely, right. Drew a little homecoming for him. You know he started out in San Diego. Go back out there and
0: yeah, it'd be interesting. How About the Thursday night game, oh they're two and thirteen combined.
1: What's that guy starting for the Niners tonight? Mullen, Brett Mullen.
0: Is that his first name? Something I don't like even that. know what his first name he is. He could
1: walk through the door wouldn't right know, now M- with any- a shirt on that said "I'm Brett Mullen" and I wouldn't know who the hell that was. <laughs>
0: I wouldn't be able to tell you who C.J. Bethard is either, though. And he's the guy he's starting over.
1: Well, I, at le- I know at least he played at Iowa. That's all I know, but at least I know that much.
0: I like what Gruden said today. There's a lot of people that want to come play for the Raiders.
1: Well, Art Shell's 78, so I don't think he should count. Fred, Fred <laughs> Bolitnikoff hasn't played since, like, 1981. Is
0: Tim Brown still around? Yeah, he's around. Okay. He's,
1: you know, I, I don't know that those are guys you want to put on the active roster, but...
0: could it- could they be worse than what's going on right there? I don't know that they, they would be. I'll
1: tell you what, I, I think he's doing this on purpose. I think he said Of sat, course he I, is. I think he sat in the booth last year and thought, I'll take that job. I'm gonna dismantle that team. I'm gonna get a ton of draft picks.
0: I'm gonna go to a new stadium yep. that's worth a billion and a half dollars. They're not
1: gonna fire me because no. they're paying me too much money for too long. And uh in three years we'll be good. I think that's his thinking. And in
0: the meantime, I can just troll everyone. Yeah. And yeah. just just mess with them count your money. All right. Enough NFL. Um what's going on with the Brewers? Like I understand the free agent stuff. The 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 coaching thing and I talked about it on Thursday morning. That that's a little odd to me. It's just strange. When you become a t- when you overachieve and you're a game within uh, within of the World Series, and now you have your three most important coaching assistants either l- are allowed to leave or they are let go. And I, I just, I don't understand everything. I, 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 do you have any sense well, of that? The Derek Johnson thing you pointed out to me was about money. And well, I read the article. That's what
1: it said in the paper yes. today. That's what it sounds yes. like. That was the Reds came in and they offered him the a, a boatload of right. cash. And, and the, the Brewers, brewers like, had a yeah. contract
0: negotiation and they couldn't see eye right, to eye. But right. I. I part of me for Derek Johnson and I you know I don't I don't know anything about him other than he was praised as a guy who worked at Vanderbilt they poached him from the Cubs organization and then he's very well respected I, I just there's something to me not lining up where you leave that team to go to the worst team in the division all over a little bit of money there's that's just not adding up to me well it's just not
1: yeah, that's, you know, it's hard to swallow that one. But I think of the three, he's the one that concerns me the most. Oh, I mean, if, sure. you, if you look at, you know, you look at some of the reclamation projects, like, you know, Chessine wasn't a reclamation project, but he improved. He had his best year mm-hmm. as, a, as a major leaguer this year. Um, they turned around Miley. Um, they they fixed Knable in the middle of the season. You know there were a couple other guys that they that they did that with um, over the course of the last few years, but at the same time, you know Chase Anderson was a disaster. Yes. Um, You know uh, last year, last year into this year, Junior Guerra up up, down down. up down. So, but that's where it comes down to. I'm not sure how much. The coaching goes into some of that. It goes into a, to a point, but how much I don't know. Um, the Darnell Coles one, to me, they fired him. Uh, they just didn't say they fired him. They mutually parted ways. Mm-hmm. That doesn't bother me much. Um, other than Jesus Aguiar, uh, I didn't see really any improvement from any hitter on that roster this year. Arcia regressed big time. Um, Kane you mean and, who
0: stayed with the club that that came from? Correct. years past. Correct. Right.
1: RC regressed yep. massively the mm-hmm. last year. Um, you know, Kane, Yelich, and Braun; those guys are pros. He, he had nothing to do. with gotta that. You got to give
0: a flyer to Santana though, because he
1: didn't get many at bats. But, but he wasn't. He turn- in the, but he wasn't on the roster. He was in AAA. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was in AAA. But he turned into a pretty valuable pinch he did. hitter. And and Aguiar, you know, he his improvement was huge. But to Con- me, that was almost more of. Opportunity, oh, maybe sure. than yes. anything else. Yep. So, and then Lee Tunnel. I don't really know what a bullpen coach does other the, than answer the, the phone. phone.
0: That's what I was just. Yeah, you know.
1: I mean, I guess he's the de facto pitching coach down there, and he, you know, he's going to notice if something's. But off, does he but, get
0: credit for the bullpen having a, a good whip and a good ERA and holding leads? And I, it, it, does he get the credit on that? Does the pitching coach get credit on that? Does council get credit on that because he throws the right guys in certain situations? I mean. Who's yeah, you know, who's getting the, the accolades there?
1: I thought that the guy that they were going to lose was going to be their bench coach Pat Murphy. Because he had been rumored for some managerial jobs and they may still lose him. Who knows? But um, you know, the I think they'll I think they'll be fine. Um I, you know, I don't think Derek Johnson, while I think he was a good pitching coach, he wasn't. I think David you know,
0: Stearns knows plenty yeah, of people. I, I think that there's he's uh, there's other guys in.
1: they can go get. Um the the um Free agency was a little interesting to me.
0: Really? I I'm not surprised by any of it really. Well,
1: Miley Mason. So you got Gio, so you got Gio Gonzalez, yep. Miley Mustakas, Soria Granderson and Lyles are none of them coming back. Um little surprised about Lyles. Um he was only on the hook for about 3 million bucks. He was another one of these guys that he had started in the past, he had been in the bullpen in the past. I thought that that might be a guy they maybe took a flyer on going into next year for some depth. Um, you know Granderson at his age, they're not going to bring him back. Um, Somebody will sign him maybe, for a year, and they maybe, might trade him. Maybe renegotiate with him in in February if he's not on a team. Maybe right. you bring him back as another sign outfielder. him to a minor league deal. See yep. if he can make the club. Um, Gio was never coming back. Moustakis I didn't think was ever coming. Fifteen back.
0: million. Sorry, it was due ten. I didn't know he was due that much money.
1: That's the one that I'm surprised at. Okay, not from the Brewers' perspective, but from Soria's perspective. Who the hell is going to pay him ten million dollars next year? Find I find me that team.
0: I didn't know that that was his vet. Like I actually read his number um, in an article, and I went, "That seems a little high." I was
1: talking to a buddy about this, and and you know that's one of those things where it's like, who the hell is this? His agent? What information are you giving this guy? Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't make any sense. How, you, there's no way he's making that money up. <laughs> You know, yep. take, just tell the, put the brewers on the spot, tell them you you want to come back, make them make a decision, but to just turn that down. I don't know. I, I found that to be strange. Moustakis, I'd love to have him back, but you know, it's not really workable. Um, I, I, again, I think he's going to struggle to make back his money. You know, he, nobody's going to pay him $15 million next year. He might be uh, you know, a three year, 30 million. A <clears throat> little yeah, bit I more, a little bit more guaranteed, but
0: and that'll probably be on the closing end of his career after, for sure. After that contract,
1: for sure. So, players, so hate to see him go. He was yeah, good, I but know, I understand. You know, he, he did, he did what they mm-hmm. wanted him to do. And but when you look at
0: all these moves that they made and all these guys that they acquired, to me, the hardest one to replace in what they gave you for this year is probably going to be Miley. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and everybody else that they added, there's no reason why. That Stearns can't look up and down the rosters of Major League Baseball and pull some of those moves again. No question. You just have to hope that they work out as well as they did on who you cherry pick and for how much. Yeah, they're they're on the hook for. Agreed. So I I, I don't you know all that's fine. Jeremy Jeffress people probably saw that and went oh
1: great. Well, but if you if you said oh great then you don't know anything about baseball. I'm sorry. I'm fine with that. I'm not going to judge a guy on two weeks. I'll judge him on 9 months. It's most important 2 weeks. Well, that's fine, but I'll judge I judge the body of work. That's fine. And uh okay. you know, all right. and you're not paying him much either.
0: Are you all caught up on sleep after the <clears throat> length of the playoff baseball games? Well,
1: I wanted to talk about this. Baseball more than any other sport. Like the playoffs, it's like it's almost not the same sport as the regular season. Um mm-hmm. You get to the, you watch a regular season baseball game. It's managed nothing <laughs> like, a like what happens yeah. in the playoffs. And I, I understand all of the reasons why, but it's just
0: very. And unless you're the coach of the Cardinals.
1: Well, right. Right. <laughs> but it's, it's just very, it's very odd. You know, if, if you, if you just watched the playoffs and you didn't watch anything during the regular season, you'd watch, I think you'd watch this and go, This isn't really very entertaining. Like, some of these games, they're five-hour games. Not even extra inning games. They're four-and-a-half to five-hour games. Who has that kind of time? No. Who's going to sit down and watch that? Especially
0: in this generation where we want stuff, we want it now, we want it over so we can move on to the next thing.
1: Well, and then you start these games at 8.30 Eastern time. If you're a kid in Boston... It keeps getting over at one o'clock, one thirty in the morning.
0: Do You think you're going to school the next day, or going to classes, well, or I mean, you, anything,
1: or, 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 are you, or you think you're going to let, or your parents going to let you stay up? I mean, are, are you, you are even going to be able to stay up if you're a little kid? <clears throat> so it's just very weird to me how how that is. I think baseball is going to have to figure that out. Um, you know they they've got to find a way to to shorten those playoff games because the ratings were not good for all the playoff games this year. They were not good.
0: No, it was the fourth lowest ranked rated World Series. Yep. And they got the matchup that they wanted. They got two huge what, markets. East Coast and West Coast. What more could you want? Yeah. Well, you could want more
1: people tuning in. Yeah. And that's Because they didn't. I know the, they'll cite all the numbers of, you know, how many people came through the turnstiles. They had 3 million people at Miller Park and that's that's great, but um, you know, as a as a league, I think there's got to be some concern about those ratings and and who's watching and and is the game um, okay. pleasing to the eye? Because I think a lot of these playoff games, man. I sit, I sat through that that fifteen inning Brewer uh. game. That was a nightmare. <laughs> that was a, not only because they lost, but because it was just like I kept looking at the clock. Like it's eleven thirty, it's twelve, it's twelve thirty, it's now one thirty, and I'm still watching this baseball game that started at six thirty. No, a
0: L- little too much. No. A little too much. For, I, part of me is glad that I may make a conscious decision to get some sleep. Yeah. Because if I, I mean, even Thank though. Thank
1: God I didn't try watching that one. Uh, the, the 18 w- innings. Oh, Jesus.
0: Yeah. People were commenting that when my alarm went off. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah, that's, right. That's, that's like, that's, oh, I can't believe I watched that whole thing. Really? I just woke up. Good. I mean, good for you, but. All right. So baseball is done. We will Got probably, the hot
1: stove coming up yeah, here quick. On but, it,
0: yeah, winter meetings, obviously. We'll we'll be back to talk about that, I'm sure. Um, I think I'm not going to say the biggest story because people don't stop with their Packers football in, in the face of anything that's affecting the team. But a real awesome story is, is the season that the bucks and the, the start that they're off to mm-hmm. for the, for the year, um, putting up a ton of points, the Budenholzer philosophy. And I, you know, I asked to ask you about that and, um, I mean, it, it to me. Does it make Jason Kidd look a little bit worse of so the system that he runs and what he was doing with the players that he had, um, well, and I'm, not maximizing their talents? Or is that that they, they're just taking to this a little bit more? They're energized. I, I mean, I don't know. You can you're you're more qualified than me to break that well, down. Well,
1: stylistically, they've changed. So you know last year they played a old school style of ball there was a lot of isolation yeah. a lot of keeping the ball on one side of the floor offensively and then defensively they tried to use their their length into like a high pressure trapping defense but you know it worked the first year that they were there because teams weren't really ready for it but the last 3 years um it's it's the same reason that you can't press in the NBA guys are just too good Two good ball handlers, two good passers, and then you leave these guys open, they're going to bury shots. So stylistically, they changed. Um, I heard somebody uh, talking the other day. I can't remember who it was. They kind of compared it to Golden State a couple of years ago when they had Mark Jackson as the head coach. Mark Jackson, like kid, uh, a 90s point guard, grew up You know, watching him. It was kind of in the rough-and-tumble physical one-on-one league that we grew up with. They bring in Steve Kerr, they change the offense. The defense is already in place, but they change the offense and all of a sudden these guys are world beaters. Not saying it's to the extent, but you're kind of seeing that with the Bucs. I mean, they're shooting, they're leading the NBA in three point attempts. attempts. Last year, I think they were twenty six or 25 out of thirty so, teams. Yeah, something like that. Um, so that's a huge change. They were
0: averaging forty before this week.
1: Yeah. Um, the three guys I told you about this offseason that they got that I was very excited about. Ursan Ilyasova, Brooke Lopez, and and their draft pick Dante DiVincenzo, those guys have all been great. I don't know if DiVincenzo, he'll, you know, at some point he'll hit the wall. He's a rookie. He's I a mean, rookie. It's... That'll happen. But the other two guys are pros. And they've been in the league for a decade. They know what they're doing. They've been in multiple different offenses and defenses. They play hard. They're big. They're physical. Um It's been a pleasure to watch them so far.
0: I asked you when they were six and zero whether you expected this kind of start, and you said no. You were thinking four and two, but you also said this was a big week because it's the Raptors and the Celtics.
1: Yeah, I mean two playoff teams. Unfortunately, the big guns didn't play Monday. Right,
0: Kawhi was out,
1: but you still got the win. And then yeah, tonight on the road against Boston, so this will be a nice uh, benchmark for them to kind of see where they measure up. And I fully expect Boston to win. It's in you know it's in Boston, right? Um. But man, if you'd have told me that they were going to start out seven and one, I would have taken that and ran. You know, that's that's a great way to start. So well, they
0: picked up the options this week of Thon Maker and DJ Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know anything about Wilson. I know nah, there ain't they, much to know. They're still trying to get Maker involved and do some things. I mean, when we went to that game a couple of years ago, and you said, "Watch how bad he badly he plays defense." <laughs> Well, yeah, I yeah, mean, it, yeah. it was watching guys just
1: blow by him, around him, running circles. Well, he's going to be one of those guys, and Budenholzer will figure it out because he's a good coach. There's some teams that he can play against, and there's some that he can't. You know, you cannot put him up against uh, a team with a, a an Andre Drummond or a DeAndre Jordan or these big centers because he's just going to get manhandled. Um, but you know, again, some of the some of the lighter weight guys. Um, you know, if you play him with Lopez and Ursan, maybe he gets to play out in the perimeter a little more where he's more comfortable. Unfortunately, for Wilson, he's just had a lot of injuries they you know, they seem to like him um but he he can't get on the floor unfortunately I was so. gonna say
0: I don't think I've seen him in the limited no and, amount he, that and, I've he, watched.
1: and he and he wears the worst shorts ever. <laughs> It's like this crap we see at the high school level, where like I don't know these these young guys. Where they you know, get bat- the waistband? We all we all wanted the long baggy shorts. Yes. Now you see these young guys coming up, and they're all tight, rolling their waistband, Waistbands. and they they look like idiots running around out there. <laughs> it's like you're in the NBA, man. Go have them make you a pair of shorts that, that, that uh, fit. fit. Come on, give me a break.
0: Around the league, it hasn't been a, a secret that. Uh, LeBron has gotten off to a Rocky start with the Lakers and the Rockets, I think, what do they have as of tonight? Like they one, one, and... one or two wins? Yeah. That's it? Yeah.
1: Well, Harden's been hurt. Chris Paul got suspended. Um, <laughs> but they're not the same team. They That's lost fight. they lost their best defensive players. They tried to replace them with Carmelo Anthony, which is just uh, hysterical. Uh, just- people just keep paying that
0: guy well, they like they
1: keep paying dwight howard it's it's it, it, it's the name recognition it's that old thing in coaching and with management where it's like i'll fix him
0: okay these guys
1: are 34 no, man you're not, you're, you're not they are who they are carmelo is a is a sieve on defense and he's <laughs> a he's an unabashed no conscience chucker on offense and he he's either going to make them, make a bunch or miss a bunch and uh yeah, they're struggling, and the interesting thing, Derek Rose last night. 50. 50 points. Got all emotional about it. And cried. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. You're going to cry about scoring points in an October game on a Wednesday night, okay. But uh, fourth different guy already in the first two weeks to score 50 points. Huh. Okay. The NBA you know has that. become the NFL. There is no defense. The numbers don't really mean anything. Clay Thompson scored 52 points in 29 minutes the other night. Hit 14 threes. He scored 52 points, Josh. He dribbled the ball 56 times. I saw
0: that. I saw that stat.
1: That's unbelievable. <laughs> but I don't know. It, it's you know, it's fun for the fans, but for for those of us that love basketball and and mm-hmm. and the art form and the you know the the purity and the coaching and the cutting and all that stuff. I don't know. These, these, these outrageous okay. numbers kind of drive me a little crazy.
0: We will, uh, we'll see next week how the bucks are after, after the Celtics game. I'll, I'll be kind of curious to see, but like you said, seven and one, that's, yeah. that's nothing to sneeze at. Um, This point in the podcast, we usually talk about the Badgers. I'm not really sure we need to spend a whole lot of time on that.
1: All um, I'll say about them. I'm done bashing Hornibrook. I'm done. Really? I'm done. Okay. It's not a Hornibrook problem. It's a program problem. Well, oh, but finding a... Finding a quarterback. Or
0: ...capable, yes. competent quarterback? Don't
1: don't give me Stavi's record. Don't give me Stocko's bowl game. I don't care. Until you get a legitimate drop-back passing quarterback... ...who
0: can throw the ball throw accurately the ball, 50 accurately, yards down the field. And
1: when you're losing
0: he can he can
1: help bring you back. This team has no chance of ever competing for a national championship. And I hate to say that, but they they their basketball team is kind of did the same thing. They peaked. They made the two final fours, Bull Ryan left. Now they're kind of back to what they really are, which is a top-tier Big 10 team, but not somebody that you're looking at year in and year out going they could win it this year. And I think the football program, unfortunately, you know, part of it's based on our geography. They can't, they don't get the big play wide receivers because maybe they don't get the big play quarterback, or it's vice chicken or the egg thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm done ripping on you, Horn and <laughs> It's over. We're wow, cool.
0: Okay. I, I, I said this the other morning, and you had you had told me about that, and I, I and you're not going to get that, I don't think, from any of the folks who cover the badgers on a daily basis um of the really hardline questions or from um any of the announcers or anything like that that talk to Paul Christ but there's there's going to be a point and this year we'll see how next year goes but there's going to be a point where all this you know good old boy answer non-specific stuff about practicing is good and improvement and that's what we have to do and we just got to focus on that. And all this generalizing is not going to cut it anymore. You need to tell me real X's and O's what the problem is, how we can fix it, and how we can avoid it in the future because that works really well when you're winning. Mm -hmm. It doesn't go over so well when you're losing. Right. And the season that they're having right now, I mean, I would say a lot of programs that are usually down year in and year out would probably take the Badger season that they have right now.
1: But ne- Nebraska sure would. Right. Yeah.
0: But when you're looking to take that next step and you think, OK, this might be it. It's a tough schedule, but we can put some things together. And then you underperform and underachieve. And you're like, well, that's kind of
1: disappointing. Well, even the other day with the Hornibrook concussion thing and the the non-answers that that. Chris was giving when why, had, why can't you just say here's he, when he, he, got he, hurt. He, he had a collision on Monday?
0: Because I think then he would actually give himself up to the fact that he didn't didn't fill out his injury report correct. I talked to somebody who covers the team and they were really surprised and not really surprised, they were kind of incredulous that oh Paul Chris didn't fill out an injury report accurately. Mm. Come mm. on, say it ain't so. Mm. So apparently this is a thing. Okay. So maybe that if Chris you know, says something, then he, you know, gets himself in hot water, which I understand, but then again, then though, I, it's that I mean, it's that he,
1: football mentality of the, the, so the game what? plan and the hot like, what? Why does it matter if it Northwestern doesn't. knows that Hornibrook's playing it, or not? He's not Joe Montana, for no, God's sakes. So no, what difference does it make? It
0: doesn't, and that to me is an unrealistic view of the talent at that yeah. position. If that's going to be nobody your biggest on that thing. team,
1: with the exception of maybe Taylor. That if they didn't play, the other team would go. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Yep, that's an advantage for us. Mm-hmm. And I now you, you know.
0: And even the the stable of running backs that the Badgers have, even if Taylor's gone, you're like, okay, somebody's got to yeah, step up for sure. Yeah. Okay, so what? To me, if you have four of your five offensive line gone, now you might have me a little concerned. But, but
1: one guy. Oh, right. No,
0: no, no. So, um, Badgers are. I still think. Wow, what, how much are they favored by Rutgers? It's an obscene oh, amount. 90, something like that. I mean, <laughs> worst offense in football and the worst turnover margin.
1: It's funny. I know a lot of people that I talked to this year. They're like, "Yeah, I'm going to a Badger game this year." I'm like, "Which one?" Rutgers. I'm like, "Oh my god, why?"
0: <laughs> Stay home. You want to see a win? Apparently, get that's your smoker out,
1: smoke some meat, watch it on your big screen, and save the parking.
0: They're not paying. They're not playing Maryland this year, which I think this would be a good time to play them. What a oh man, is that bad? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's just it.
0: Somebody dies on your watch, and you actually have a a legitimate. It just shows justification the dirtiness. for him to come back as as a coach.
1: It Just shows the dirtiness Please. of college sports. I mean, at the end of the day, this crap all boils down to money, and you know.
0: Well, you've got the president that resigned in the same breath as he said that they're firing the coach and then you got one of the board of regents says that he's that he's resigning too. Yeah.
1: And so, the athletic director should should probably probably bolt be gone as well, but bad. Yeah, pretty pretty ugly situation. Hard right. to keep up with all this crap <sighs> in college, man. Know. Come it to is. the
0: point of the show where we have our top 5 and this one was recommended by loyal listener Michael to the podcast. Our top 5 favorite NBA players when we were growing up. And I didn't watch the NBA. I did because a lot of my friends did. Mm-hmm. I wasn't the biggest basketball enthusiast. I am still am not, but I will watch. One, because it's related to my job. And two, I want to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to lay out my top five all the way before I yep. turn it over to you. Um, we're not going to go back and forth. I am a big dude. I like the big dudes growing up. Sure. Except for number one, growing up which I think a lot of people would still say, you want to watch Michael Jordan. Sure. And I always did. I'd want to turn on WGN mm-hmm. when Jordan's Bulls were on because I'd want to see what he could do. But the guys that I could think off of off the top of my head, I had a couple of their jerseys. Alonzo Mourning and Larry Johnson, when well, they played together in the Hornets. Oh, yeah. A couple of big dudes. I had
1: an LJ jersey. Yeah. Yep. Uh,
0: uh, I liked Rick Smits for the Pacers. Ah, the Duncan Dutchman. Yep.
1: Yeah. Nice. Yeah.
0: Um, Detlef Schrempf, Ooh. out out in Seattle. One of the Super original, socks.
1: one of the original foreign stars, big German. Yeah, Dirk Nowitzki looked up to Detlef, Detlef. Yeah,
0: and then I had a Shaq jersey when he was on the Magic.
1: Detlef also made a fantastic cameo in a couple episodes of Parks and Recreation. Seriously? Oh yeah, him and Roy Hibbert both. So yeah. <laughs>
0: Although that those are all the guys that I could think of that I and that I were fans Shaq? of. And Shaq. Okay. I, I had a Shaq jersey. And I think Troy had a penny jersey. Okay. And I think there were a few days in middle school where we both wore our magic jerseys. Nice. That and was the
1: team back in the yeah, day.
0: Yeah, that's what it was. So those are those are a lot of big dudes, but obviously it, it was the top with Jordan because you you wanted to watch when he was playing.
1: Yeah. Number five for me is Akeem the Dream. Oh, that's cool. Um one. just uh the 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 most talent probably the most talented most athletic big guy center true center that I've ever seen. Um, number four was Bird, okay. Love Bird. I uh, hated the Celtics, Love Bird. <laughs> um, it was it was a tough thing growing up. I was a big you know obviously Buck fan, but I was a big Laker fan when mm-hmm. I was a little kid, and and Lakers and Celtics had that rivalry. But uh, I mean the greatest trash talker of all time, <laughs> and just was just was an amazing player. Uh, number three Barkley. Um, I, I always, I loved his shoes. He used to have his shoes uh, a couple times and, um, really started to enjoy him. wasn't a huge fan of him when he was on the Sixers, but the dream team. And then when he went to Phoenix, uh, th- that was, that was kind of when I jumped on his bandwagon. Number two for me is Jordan. Um, obviously the best player ever, but he was my second favorite. And, uh, number one for me, it's the reason why I fell in love with basketball was Magic Johnson. Um, just always smiling um the passing the ball movement the showtime Lakers, uh, all the all the little laker girls uh <laughs> you know the the famous people w- watching the game right. um he just brought an energy that was so fun to watch I was fortunate to get to see him in person one time um but uh yeah magic was was my cool. favorite so. did
0: you uh, uh speaking of basketball while you fell in love with the game have you watched your your video? <laughs> That you were tagged in a couple of times on Facebook I against did. Madison I, West? I, I
1: did happen to see that. Yeah. I, I
0: haven't watched it with any sound yet, but I watched a couple clips, saw you at the free throw line, There's saw, a, saw you drive and get fouled, but they didn't call it, but you finished the layup off the glass.
1: There's a, there's a slow-mo replay in there of me just getting murdered going to the basket. It's pretty pretty good.
0: Is that, is that cool to relive some memories on yeah, that? I yeah. mean,
1: it, it made, I mean, the graininess of the video oh, made yeah. me feel like I was 68 years old. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. That was before the days of HD, but... I thought that was really cool. That yeah, was fun. Relive some memories and kind of get ramped up for the high school season yeah, to Yeah, absolutely. So.
0: It's, that's going to be here in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So. All right, that's the intentional fall for this week. Dan's got to get home, watch the Bucks of the Celtics. Yes, sir. <laughs> Appreciate your download. Podcasts can be found wherever you can find them to subscribe, and uh, we will see what happens with the NFL. We'll go through college. A whole new episode... Coming next week. Sorry we're a day late. I had to dedicate it to Halloween and poaching the kids' candy.
1: I had to dedicate it to sitting in the basement and turning all the lights off. Dan,
0: you were one of those people? Damn right. Come on.
1: I got better things to do, my land. Oh,
0: man. you're killing me. After I just crushed my entire neighborhood. I heard it this, this mor- morning. My dad
1: told me about it this morning.
0: And you were one of Oh, man. <laughs> my name is Josh. I'm Dan. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you next week. Go Bucks.